Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome. My name is Sam McCool, your host for today's podcast. And I'm with a very unique gentleman that I met at Upgrade Your Life 2019. And we've stayed in touch and we have one person in common, Alessandra Edwards. Uh, but look, I make, it, uh, I make it a personal goal of mine to have people on the program who know information, not because they've read it in a book or they've done some research, but I like to have people on this podcast that have real world experience, have real life wisdom, uh, because they're the people I want to learn from, not the people who talk about things, but people that have, have done things, people who have gone through heartbreak, it's, it, people that have gone through hard times in life or uh, suffering, because it's out of that, because from my personal experience of being uh, an immigrant from Lebanon and going through hell to get to this amazing country, out of that adversity, I've built an amazing life. And that story repeats itself with so many people. You look at Jim Quick, who's been on the podcast, the boy who was the boy with a broken brain. You've got David Goggins, who's one of our speakers at Upgrade Your Life 2020, who went through a horrible time when he was younger with uh, abuse from his father and uh, racism and all sorts of... um, uh, If you haven't read his book, read his book uh, and you'll know exactly what I mean. So the gentleman on the podcast today... His name is Rusty. Rusty Moran. Moran, a very famous uh, name in Australia, and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, history of that name, Moran, in Australia. But uh, I just want to read out a little bit about uh, Rusty's uh, life, and we're going to kick it off then after that with downloading a lot, a lot of what Rusty has uh, been through. And Rusty's gone from surfer to property developer and back to surfer again. And on, on that journey, there's some highs and some lows that are not only cautionary, but prescriptive. And on that journey, he's learned a lot of incredible wisdom. He has read a lot of books, tried a lot of things. He uses his body to you know, to hack things. He's discovered what's in his genes, in his DNA, and he's a seeker. What, what we call a high branch, you know, he's a climber. He wants to reach for the next branch because one thing about life is you're going to fall off your trees of life. You're going to come thudding down onto the ground or you're going to climb a branch that yields little fruit. But the secret to life is to keep climbing, man. And um, with Rusty, after losing four friends in drowning incidents, he decided... Uh, his life as a professional surfer needed to end. So, But far from settling into a more relaxed career, he swapped the highs and lows of competitive surfing for property investment, which is quite unique in its own way. He went on to manage a team of 70 people, but was an obsessive-compulsive, over-anxious micromanager who wouldn't let go. And there's some learnings out of that that we can talk about for people in leadership positions. And, you know, Rusty, I really thank you for being completely open in discussing your strengths and your weaknesses and really exposing your heart and soul to our community. And I I really salute you (laughs) in that. (laughs) But uh, I want to continue. And so it's that attitude of control along with these compulsive risk-taking led him to great successes, but then a monumental favour as a result of the global financial crisis. So his business collapsed 
He developed chronic fatigue, bronchitis, viral pneumonia, and then couldn't get out of bed for six months. Six months, people. We're talking about six months. That's a long time. And it took an old friend to tell him it looked like he was experiencing more than a physical illness and how right that is a lot of us who suffer physical manifestations of what is really going on in our heart and in our mind. So Rusty recalled the global financial crisis as the first time in his life he realised there were things he couldn't control and it took a tough conversation with a friend of his to get him to stop ignoring his poor mental health. So Rusty has worked with or had worked with a zealous need to control everything and his mental health suffered and there's one thing we learned at upgrade your life is that one of the greatest powerful things that you can do is to surrender surrender to life and one of the analogies i use in fact in a higher branch the book the book on acceptance i use the analogy of a surf surfer and a surf surfing uh, which is why i wanted to get rusty in here because this whole program is really going to be about acceptance and practicing acceptance but we're going to do it through the lens of this amazing person so on that note rusty welcome to the program thank you sam now can't uh, believe i'm sitting in the chair that jim quick was what a legend (laughs) that's right Yeah. yeah he is an absolute legend but one of the things that struck me about jim is the the purity of and his honesty in really exposing you know the heartbreak in his life, which is what gave his life meaning. And out of that, you know, he developed these amazing programs that is revolutionising the world at a time where we most need it. But in relation to yourself, you're an amazing human as well. And I believe that, you know, being famous and well-known worldwide doesn't mean that uh, your story is any less. I mean, three years ago, nobody knew who David Goggins was. And there are some quiet achievers out there, whether it's, you know, the mum with three kids who's battling through a job and, um, you know, hardship. And there are a lot of heroes out there in society. And this program is about, you know, bringing, bringing those to our community. And you're one of those heroes. You call yourself of going from zero to hero, from to zero to hero again, then back to balance. Yes. <laughs> I, Property I, can do that to you. I love that. So yeah. what made you go from surfing? Well, actually, what, before we go from surfing to property development, what mm. made you get into surfing in the first place? Because you described an upbringing you had uh, with your dad who was yep. quite abusive as an alcoholic. Yep. So until age five, my dad was an alcoholic. So I was raised in a really volatile house and my dad was a business owner. He was quite successful. Uh, he was a strong gambler. Uh, he used to breed greyhounds. He'd have a win with the greyhounds, and our, you know, we'd go on holiday, or he'd come home with, uh, you know, this bubbly, you know, you know, brilliant, uh, you know, wanting want to look after the kids. And then the next week, he'd have a loss with the dogs, and we'd all get whipped. Yeah. So my life was uncertainty, and uh, I was always on edge. How are people going to react? How can I control? protecting myself how can i stay away from danger or be one step ahead of danger yes so i didn't know that until you know recently until i've done all the self-development work but as a kid i can i I can see that i became obsessive compulsive and a and a, a control freak because i i needed to preserve myself and be on high alert and yes. Uh, looking back, I can see that I was in a chronic 
fight or flight state as a kid. And that was at the age of five. Well, yeah, f- probably my whole teenage uh, life. Uh, so I started surfing when I was ten. How did that give you control? Because surfing yeah. is about letting go. Well, you can be a, you can be a controlling surfer, or you can be a letting go surfer, and we'll get to that in a moment. We call that the red mind state, where you're on high uh, cortisol and you're on your active uh, activated your paras- your sympathetic nervous system and trying to control the outcomes. Yes. Or you can be a blue mind surfer or a blue mind athlete where you let go you're in the flow state you trust the environment around you and you trust yourself and, the, and the training that you've done yes um just to complete that the other state is gray mind where you just can't get out of bed so i've i've experienced all three states yeah so back to back to what led me to surfing as soon as i hit the water my uh my brother-in-law uh, taught me to surf when I was 10 and I'd f- I felt I've, like I've really found my place and I found, I found an environment that was um, challenging yet therapeutic and I found a craft that I could really hone my OCD brain onto and become yes. really good at it. I used to see my friends who would come down for a surf and they'd just sit around the beach, soak in the sun, paddle out, catch a few waves and call it in, not me. I was there from six in the morning till six at night and I, ha- I had training routines that I'd set for myself as a teenager that yes. I have to achieve this by this date and I have to then progress to the next level and then do, you know, just self, the self, um, yes. I was self-driven to perform as a, as, a, as a competitive surfer, maybe because I was trying to prove myself to my dad and then yeah. that led me to trying to prove myself amongst my peers that I had to compete to outdo them. Yes. And uh, and then um, uh, when the competitions were 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 were, um, were ramping up, I, uh, I I would clag, I would just bomb out, and I, I missed out on some uh, opportunities just because of um, not having the mental strength to get through the really important events. Yes. So then I took yes. to big wave surfing. I loved being in the ocean, just challenged myself myself against nature, and. Um, Felt really at ease surfing really big waves, and then I became um, pretty well known for being uh, a, a nutcase, wanting to surf the, the waves <laughs> that no one else wanted to surf. And yes. I found I found a joy in actually doing something that other people couldn't do or weren't interested in. Uh, and then as soon as I turned seventeen, I was on the road. I was travelling and going over to Hawaii and chasing really big waves. Yeah, and then the I big waves on the north side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, so ever since I started surfing, it was my dream to become a professional surfer and I thought the pathway was to, was, was to win competitions and then I found another avenue which was a professional big wave or free surfer. Yes. And so um, uh, I think growing up in a, an environment where my dad was a businessman, I learnt a lot of skills about how to form a business around um, getting exposure for my sponsors in magazines and then getting on the front cover of different magazines and, and achieving that goal. And I wow. lived that dream for a few years and it was beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So what made you go from that to then property? Yeah, right. That's a, like, I don't know anyone that's yeah, done that. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Crazy story. So, um, yeah. Because we're I, not talking property investment, we're talking No, I went, I went straight into doing, you know, you my first development was like a th- block of 30. 30 units and then 
That's a big bite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, the, yeah. And, and the most recent one we did was 272 units at Hurstville. Right. So we've done some big we've done some big deals, but yeah, how do I get into that? Well, uh, I suppose being uh, having an OCD brain, yeah. I did engineering. I did civil engineering uh, degree part time uh, while I was surfing professionally, and then uh, w- when we were in Hawaii, this was all the days before jet skis and before you know uh, safety, you know. Yes. Yep. Safety protocols and wearing flotation vests. And now we've got these vests that inflate. So if you're trapped underwater, you can pull a ripcord and come straight to the surface. So this was all yeah. uh, in the 90s before any of that was even thought of. And uh, I had um, a couple of my friends uh, drown. Uh, four, four surfers drowned in the one season on the North Shore in Hawaii. And one of my mates drowned right beside me. And um, I think that was the pivotal moment. And then after that, uh, I went to the funeral of Mark Fu, who was the best in the world at the time. He was like considered the Ayrton Senna of of big wave surfing. I see. He took risks. And yeah, yeah. Flamboyant. Yeah. Yep. And and he always said, if if I drown in the surf, don't don't be concerned for me because I'm dying doing what I love. So he was really prepared to die. And I remember that struck a chord with me at his funeral, and I wow. thought, wow. You can't die surfing like this. <laughs> not, you know, yeah. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to go out on this selfish pursuit. And so that I packed it in right there and then at his funeral. And um, So it hit you hard? Yeah, it hit me pretty hard. And uh, I just started seeing a girl um, and I decided, oh, I'm gonna, I want to actually get married and have kids one day. And, and so I proposed to Vanessa and we've been married for 22 years. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So that was a great yes. decision. I think I, that, was a, that was a good call. But I still felt the, yes. the, the, the call of riding big waves. And I, I, I was doing my university degree and then I started um, uh, a finance business on the side, which yes. grew. And, and I had a goal to be a millionaire by the time I was in my mid-20s, which I achieved. And then I, I, I reinvested that money back into the business. And then I, I, I set myself another goal to to amass, I don't know, I read it in a book somewhere or something or other. I just went, I'll pick a number, 10 million by the time I'm um, yes. 35. Yes. And I was on my way. And uh, we in the in the late 90s, it was pretty easy to make money out of property and, and even in the early 2000s. And if, if you put yourself out there, that is. Yeah. And you, and you did. Leverage. And offline, we talked about a particular gene that you discovered you had. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> which magnifies so. the placebo or the nocebo effect. So you were able to materialise... You know what you visualised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've had my twenty three and gene, twenty three and me. You know, genetic um, testing, yeah. testing done, and it showed. You know, I've got a few, <laughs> a few um, genes that predispose myself to seeking dopamine hits big time, seeking high reward, high risk activities. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it all makes sense now, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, so we got into some property deals. You know, and property developers get what's what we call property developer disease where you have a win and you roll it all into the next one it's yeah. even bigger and you have another one and you have another one and you have a loss and then whoa it wipes out yeah. yeah you can get wiped out pretty pretty badly so we got wiped out a couple of times uh one of the one of the last jobs we had as i, I said we've we spent a million dollars on legal fees fighting for a, a a court case where someone owed us five and a half million dollars and i thought and i was thinking 
everything depends on winning this court case. So I threw everything into it. And then um, when we final, finally settled out of court and paid the lawyers their million dollars and then uh, we still went bankrupt anyway and then that was a big hit. And then the interesting thing was that uh, a few of my mates in, in the property development industry, we all went broke together. Yeah. So we all sort of went, oh, how did yours go? Oh, I went I went down, how did you, you know. Was that because so of poor timing because of the GFC, obviously? Yeah, GFC. Yeah, just yeah. The banks, oh. just, banks dried up funding. We had a hotel yeah. development on the go. We had people that uh, owed us money whose funding dried up. And, and you had 19 court cases, didn't you, at one stage? Yeah. yeah. 19. I, I used to have an in-house lawyer that, 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 that I'd pay 220 yeah. grand a year to, to run our court cases and then we had, you know, QCs and barristers and wow. we were fighting hard. Yes. But it was beautiful because when the GC wiped me out, yes. then I finally got to reassess and just – I had a George Costanza moment. You know in that episode in Seinfeld <laughs> where George Costanza says, everything I've been doing is not working for me, so yeah. now I'm going to do the opposite. The opposite yes. I just had one of those. <laughs> and just yes. when, when, um, when that last uh, – what really uh, brought me to back to a reality was when, when after that last court case settled uh, – I slept for 50 hours across three days. So I just, and then I just never recovered for six months after that. So was I just like, went, was it like being drowned by a huge wave, a GFC that it, wiped? It really felt like it. I was trying to explain it to friends of mine. How are you going? What's it like? And I'd say, well, the, the GFC wipeout was like being stuck out at sea in huge surf yeah. for a whole day and then for all night. And then the whole day, and then all night again in the rain, just swimming, treading water, just trying to stay alive. And then finally making it to shore and going, "Wow, I'm still alive. It's okay." So in that six months, was that your lowest moment? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, that's six months to two years. So I went into yeah. a slump for two years, and be, s- being a high suffered depression. During depression, time? yeah. So being a high achiever. Uh, I would my advice to anyone who would have had chronic fatigue or d- suffering depression, you know, when I was the the business owner, yeah. I would have said, mate, just get yourself a task list, write your A's down, start ticking them off, make pick up your phone, make some calls, just get your shit together and sort yourself out. Yeah, that, that would have been Take my response. Yes, but then when you actually go through it yourself, mate, I was getting emails from the ATO saying yeah. if you don't respond you'll be fined another $1,000. And I just like, I haven't got the mental space to think about that. Delete. Uh, another one, delete. Yes. Just put it off. Just because I had no brain capacity to deal with any decision-making functions. Yeah. So as a businessman, like you just mentioned, that if someone came to you for advice, you'd tell them, hey, get your shit together, take some action, get up, put together a to-do yeah. list and just <laughs> knocking. Th- yeah, but did that humble you when you went through it yourself and you thought, "Shit, you know, this is harder than you know." Did that um, did, or, did that also build some compassion within you? Cause Absolutely. I, I interviewed Tom Panos on this program, and yep. he went through cancer three times, and he, you know, that was his big wave that just dumped him three times, yep. and it, it sa- he said that it just made him more compassionate. He because he's a personal development coach for a lot of real estate agents. And he said after going through what he went through, he wasn't as tough on people <laughs> as yeah. he used to be because he thought, you know, life is hard sometimes. And Yep. Yeah. And uh, there, was, there was a saying that we got to know all too well, which is any successful businessman or woman 
is, you know, three or four hits away from sleeping under a bridge. Yeah. Wow. And, and I reckon had it not been for the compassion of my wife to um, nurse me through that time where I was um, a, a non-provider. Yes. Yeah, that, that I would have been under a bridge. Yeah. Wow. Do you have kids? Yeah, yeah. How many kids? We've got, we've got four kids. Four kids, beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like your wife is your rock. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And she's learnt a lot about mental health and she's actually studying a Lifeline course at the moment. So the mental health journey's been big for her because um, she's had to nurse me through my mental health journey. Yes. Yeah. And on that journey you discovered a lot of things about yourself. You went inside and you looked at your genetics, you looked at your mindset, you looked at your heart set. So what did you discover? What are the, the genetic strengths and weaknesses that you discovered in yourself? Yeah, so being broke was the best thing ever for me because it meant that I had time to absorb hundreds of books and being on a quest my whole life to self-improve, I thought, okay, I've got to figure this out and, 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 um, and work out what's causing me to tick a certain way and uh, so I, you know, digesting books on Audible and podcasts, and 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 then and then uh, just trying um, all sorts of different uh, nutrition protocols to to heal. First of all, heal my gut, then then um, uh, increase my dopamine somehow by getting better nutrition. Uh, had my genes mapped with Twenty Three and Me. Worked out, you know, that I've got a um, a, a couple of um, genes that are, you know, the MTHFR double double whammy plus the COMT gene. Uh, so interesting how those predispositions mean that when Type A personalities get fired up, they get can get fired up and tunnel vision and focus on a task. Yes. For one, uh, you know, one really urgent task that has to be done. So when I was driving the court cases, I was brilliant at it. I was, I'm not a lawyer, but I was, I was pushing it harder than any of my legal team because <laughs> that's all I could focus on, right? Yeah, with that, and uh, yeah, with that gene, the COMT gene. Yep. Just going back a step with FTHR, I just want to... MTHFR. Uh, I, I have a heterozygote yep. uh, part of that gene, which is 50%. You have yep. the 100%. Uh, now that prevents us from metabolizing uh, vitamin B12. Is that right? Yeah, folate. So a lot folate. of um, yeah, we're often deficient in folate. So a lot of people, if you're listening to this and you suffer from energy dips, yeah, and sometimes brain fog, or uh, when you find yourself repeating the same thing, and you think, "Have I said that?" and people start telling you, "You're not suffering from dementia." It could be because you have this particular gene, and it's it's an easy blood test to test, isn't it, to figure out whether you have it or not. Yeah, easy blood test, or you know, just go the whole hog and and spit into the canister and send it back to to twenty uh, three and me. But you know, the the genetic blueprint isn't our isn't our um, isn't how our genes manifest uh, f- through our life. It's through the as you as, as you know, it's the the gene is the loaded gun, but it's the environmental in, in you know influences that pull Absolutely. the trigger. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, um, th- th- there's there's benefits to having some of these uh, wild allele genes that are that are um, people think are, are, are negatively associated with with health, but actually um, there was survival mechanisms back in 
going back, you know, hundreds or thousands of years as yes. to why these genes are important. Yes. So, and I want to I want to uh, start downloading your daily routine as well because if there's one thing that I've noticed in common with uh, high achievers. Uh, you know, whether it's Jim Quick, Tom Panos, Alessandro Edwards, even myself, yourself, they all have these routines, these especially morning and nightly routines. And I want to download that because uh, I, I read that about you and I just love these mm-hmm. routines. Now, it doesn't mean that these are the routines that will work for you, but this is what Rusty discovered within himself. So, you know, the ancient seers taught us know thyself. And when you have that self-awareness and then you get your genetic testing – you really need to um, not wait for you know the big wave to dump you. Uh, you need to be living like this on a daily basis. Get to know your routine. People move to their routines when life is going bad and they need help, but then they gravitate away from them when life gets good. Good yep. again. It's uh, you know it's so hard to manage success. <laughs> it's yep. easier to manage failure, and so I want to download that. Um, daily routine but I, I just want to go back and um, again just uh, ask you how you went from that career change to surfing instructor because you have a, a beautiful sh- surfing school down in Jerangong. it's called the Jerangong surfing school yep and you're involved in multiple um, organizations where you give back and <clears throat> your whole mindset has shifted hasn't it yeah uh, so it's gravitated away from material things mm. and money and that's liberated you, like yeah. the sound of it, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And I said, could you tell us yeah, a little bit so about good. that? Because I really want to get into your mind. Yeah, so I'm feeling the richest I've ever been in my whole life, yeah. I love yeah. that, yeah. yeah. I love that. Just rich with, with friendships and, and connections and uh, with the environment and with, um, with giving back, yeah. And you walk around barefoot? Which I've been barefoot now it. for seven years, yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> with, the, with the routine. Uh, so how did I get back? How did I change then from property developer who got uh, wiped out to now running a surf school? Yeah, yeah. So and how long ago? Uh, this was a few years ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So the GFC f- was, you know, the the the, the washout happened ten years ago now. So it's been probably, I'd say, the good part of ten years for me to rehabilitate my brain and my body back to where I was beforehand. But, look, I'm surfing better now in my 40s. I'm 47 this year, and I'm surfing better now than I was in my mid-30s when I was sitting at a desk. Yeah, so my body's stronger. and um, That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling, um, yeah, like I've, I've got a pretty good balance now of, of, of treating my body with respect and actually putting value on relationships more than than monetary um, status symbols. That's beautiful. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really, really good. And yeah. uh, just on that, you mentioned your age, and Carl always says, like, age is just a number. He's written a new book called Boulder, and it's, yep. um, uh, it's just a complete mindset. But y- you say you took better care of yourself, but the biggest shift you had was in your mind, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So when uh, when I was in going through the depression years, I we got onto a... Um, a functional doctor and me being the engineer I just said right this is the pathway get me this blood test this one this stool sample you know hormone urinary test I want to see and I just we just mapped it out and said I need to get all these done and then I would yeah. go back to her with all my notes and all my research and she'd just look at me and smile and go Rusty how do you feel 
And I didn't know how to answer that question because the only way I could tell what was happening in my body is if I saw the data from the blood test. Right. So I'd look at it like an engineer and just go, yeah, but the, the results are saying this. I should be feeling, I should be, you know, having much yeah. more energy. And she'd go, Rusty, how do you feel? What are you feeling? When you wake up, what do you feel? And I was numb. I wasn't aware of how I was feeling. Because you were in a grey mind. Yeah, yeah. Grey, yeah. grey mind state. And, yeah. But I wasn't paying attention. And she introduced me to meditation and she said, Rusty, it's time for you to now start meditating. And I was like, okay, I've been reading about meditation. Yeah, okay, righto, righto. <laughs> so I ended up um, taking on board her advice and there's, uh, there's an organisation called Isha Kriya. Okay. I know, know that organisation. Is yep. it uh, headed by Sadhguru? Yeah, Sadhguru, yep, yeah. yep. And um, so she knew which type of meditation to give me and they have a, 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 a meditation, an entry to meditation called um, Inner Engineering. Yes. Right? And I resonated with that and went, oh, okay, oh, if it's an engineering. That was the book that was written for you, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm an engineer. I'll get this. Yes. I just need to see the science of why meditation works and what the neuropathways are and then I'll adopt it. Yes. So I did. And then it changed everything because then I started becoming more aware of how my heart feels. When I'm under stress, I, what, what do I feel inside my chest? Yes. When I'm feeling joy, what am I feeling? When, when I see something beautiful like a sunset, what am I feeling inside my body at that time? And it started to correlate, ah, that's that feeling called joy. Oh, and this is this one called anger. And when someone cuts me off in the traffic and I feel compelled because I've got a newer car than he does that I should overtake and jump back in front and give him the bird, <laughs> what's that feeling? What, yeah. What's driving that? Yes. And then so meditation actually brought me to that state of awareness. Yeah. That's powerful, of, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. As an engineer, that was hard for me to digest. But was I, that the game changer for you? Then? I, I that initially, that was the game changer. Yeah. Was learning to learning to meditate because then I became aware of when I wake up, what's my energy level like? What's my cognition level like? What's my empathy level like when I wake up? So, you know, Bruce Lee has a famous a famous quote, and he says, "You you don't lift to your best performance; you fall to your level of training." Oh, right. yes, I've heard that. Yep. yep. So that's, that's why I've, I've, I've adopted practices now where I just I do my morning routine every single day, no matter what, no matter how I feel. If I'm feeling weak or whatever, I love I'll go that, through Rusty. my yep. routine. Yeah, I love that. I love what you just said uh, because that is where the game of life is won and lost. The game of life, the game of business, it's waking up and doing – you know, what you need to do, whether you feel good yep. or whether you don't. Yep. Because a lot of us are caught in this trap where, especially young people, say, well, I'm not motivated today. Yep. I'm not going to go work out. I'm not motivated today. I'm not going to go to work. Yep. It's just and I, I feel that. So I still have, you know, what I call a grey mind day. Probably once every 10 days it comes around. Yes. Yep. And I have to, I have to be right on top of my game to, to keep depression at bay. How do so you how do you do that? What do you do? What are the hacks that you use or the mindset techniques? Or yeah. Okay. Well, so 
Yeah, so many things. But I, in order of priority, I used to be hell-bent on nutrition. So I, and, and then I figured out, well, I'm, I'm absorbing nutrients not only from my food but from my light. Okay, so watching the sunrise. Every, like I try and watch the sunrise every single morning. So I'll get yes. out of bed, stare into the sun, Dr. Jack Cruz style. Uh, then we've also got, you know, nutritional um, intake from our relationships and the people that we that we associate ourselves with mostly. The energy. Yeah. You know, so I've cut off um, negative energy people out of my life. Yes. Yeah, or I've been able to distance myself from absorbing their negative energy and and actually reflecting that it's not about me, it's about them. And How do you do that when it's family members? <laughs> I don't know. I've got beautiful energy in my family, so, so I don't it's know. Nice. I don't yeah. know. When I say yeah. family, it could be your yeah. extended family, and because that is a common yeah. thing. That whenever I talk about this, and uh, Jim and I were uh, discussing it, because one of his tenth principles is your positive peer group, and who yep. do you surround yourself with? And uh, we had a discussion. Well, what if it's a uncle or aunt or a mother or a father or yeah, a brother. I think the, the, the te- my tenets has been how can I change their mind and how can I fix their uneducated opinion. Right. And I th- and yeah. now I've let go or I'm trying to let go. My wife will say I've got further to do. but I've, You've got to surf got, your way through it. I've got to let go. <laughs> so With a blue mind. Yeah, look, so my, my, my morning routine happens no matter what, no matter how I'm feeling. And um, so the... Can you step us through it? Now? Yeah, sure, yeah. So I try and I, – I don't use an alarm clock. I, I wake up when my body's had enough rest. So my day starts the night before and what I eat and drink the night before to prepare for a good sleep. So I use an aura ring. Mm-hmm. So yours, you've got yours on. Yes, I do, yes. And uh, yours. Yep. Oh, yes. Same one. Okay, yep. And um, – that's my coach to keep me on track for am I getting uh, two hours of deep sleep and two hours of REM? Mm. And I know that if I'm getting those numbers, I'm going to have a pretty good day. So, But if I have a glass of wine, that wrecks my deep sleep. Yeah, You've, so you, you, you get that data straight away. I, yeah, I, that's I my experience to me. Yeah. Or if I eat a meal yeah. that's too heavy too late, then I... That's I, my kryptonite, yeah, eating too late. Yeah. yeah, I find my deep sleep dips, yeah. So... Um, so yeah, now I guard my, my mental health is guarded by the effort that I put into getting good sleep. So I'll, I'll, sometimes I'm the first one to bed in our family and I've just got to, you know, look after my, look after my day tomorrow by going to bed. So I'm, I, I've, I switch off my phone. I've stopped looking at social media. I leave my F my phone in airplane mode a lot of the time now, which is annoying for other people, but I'm guarding my own mental health by yes. getting yeah. a good a good sleep because then awesome. I'll perform the next day. So then the next – when I wake up, I first thing I do is go outside and start staring at the sun, just give it a couple of minutes. Uh, then I'll go and give uh, my lemon tree some of my excess B vitamins by taking a piss under the tree mm-hmm. – uh, I'm barefoot, so I'm feeling the dew on the grass in the morning, um, right through winter. No matter what, I'm 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 outside barefoot. Beautiful. Yeah. And this is where you're taking in the Earth's energy. Yeah, we're grounding. Yeah, grounding. taking in some negative ions. Yeah. The Mark Bun says that's the ultimate antioxidant. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah negative ion um, intake is is super important, and we find that the 
the surf actually provides that with to us in the in the whitewater. So diving under waves, even just body surfing in in crumbling whitewater, provides that same grounding, that ne- negative ion. Is that more powerful than? Uh, being I don't know, in but it or? feels good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to talk about that yeah. because you use the surf as therapy. Yeah, you yeah, absolutely. Think it's the yeah, most therapeutic thing. And yeah, we'll, and is that one of your rituals, uh, routines that you're going to get? Yeah. So, but before I even get into the surf, I'll get into my ice bath. So I've got a little antique coffee grinder. Yes. which I fill up and it's enough to do a plunger of coffee. So I fill that up and it takes me about four minutes to grind up the coffee. So I'll set that up and then I go and sit in my ice bath, Wim Hof style. I've got a huge big chest freezer and I uh, put it on a timer so it's on one hour each night. So I, when, I hot, when I open up the lid on the chest freezer, we've got this big crusty layer of ice on top and I smash through it and then I sit in it. Yes. And uh, I've got mates who are gym junkies and they say it's hard walking in but you feel amazing when you walk out. And I have to say that to myself <laughs> every day. So th- right through winter, yes. I'll say, oh, man, can't I just have a day off the ice bath? It's cold enough already, you know. But I hop in and I've got four minutes. I've got to grind up my coffee. Yes. And what's really – I place a lot of value is on nasal breathing. So I close my lips, take in the aroma of the coffee, just enjoy that moment. And that awareness. Yeah, the, the awareness. I have a gratitude moment where I say thanks, Wim Hof, for bringing, you know, ice, <laughs> ice bath therapy to the masses. Uh, yes. Thank you, Mr. Ethiopian farmer who grew these beans. They smell so good. I'm enjoying the fruits of your labour. Thank you, mate. Oh, that's beautiful. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then I'll see the, the sun glistening through some... The, the, the shade of the leaves above me. I have my ice baths outside yes. and I'll just, you know, thank you for this beautiful colour and this natural light and just keep breathing in that smell of that coffee bean. So you're stepping into a state of gratitude. Yeah, straight away. Yeah, gratitude. Very powerful. Yep. Yeah, I love yep. it. Gratitude practice is key. Uh, then um, I'll hop out of my ice bath and I feel like I've earned my coffee and I'll drip dry um, just either in the wind or in the sun and then uh, I get Raynards, so half an hour later my fingers go white. So when I'm in the ice bath, it feels I feel great, I feel warm, yes. I can feel the warmth, and then when I'm out, I, I, I start to feel the effects of it afterwards. So, um, But then I get to hold that warm cup of coffee, you know, and it's my day's ready to go. So then I've... <laughs> I, I, Is this complete awareness here you're describing? Yeah. Yeah. People don't notice these little things. Little things. things. And you've trained your mind. Meditation teaches you how to be aware of little details outside of yourself. That's very powerful. That's yep. really, really yep. awesome stuff. So I'll do that and then I go, um, I do a 15-minute um, a um, Vedic meditation where I just repeat a mantra. Yes. And then I also do a half an hour of Wim Hof breathing, so the, the rapid breathing and the How breath, long? How breath long? holds. Half an hour. Of Wim Hof? Wim Hof, yeah. So I'll do wow. four or five rounds. Yes. Yeah. So I'll do five minutes of fast, rapid uh, inhales, yeah. like doing that. And then mm-hmm. at the end of, um, say, 30 or 40 of those, then I'll exhale and just sit or lie and just hold my breath. Yes. And my breath hold times completely correlate with my HRV score from my aura ring from, for the day. So I sometimes look at my aura ring score before the, the, the morning routine and sometimes afterwards, but the 
Ordering gives us our HRV score, which is a, um, a, 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 a measurement of our nervous system strength. So that stands for he- uh, heart, heart rate, rate variability. variability. Yep. yep. And uh, the, the ability to hold one's breath is related to your nervous system strength. So if, my, if I'm nervous or if I've got some anxiety about something coming up in a couple of days' time, I won't be able to hold my breath as long. So I'll do you know, one minute or one and a half minutes. Okay. But if I'm feeling um, super relaxed and getting good sleep and my HRV score is high, then I can do you know, two and a half to three minutes. So my record... Uh, it's not that it's competition, but it's fun to measure because I'm a, well, you I'm like a, the dopamine I'm a, junkie. I'm a self quant <laughs> guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, four and a half minutes, um, yeah. empty lung. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's nothing wrong with uh, getting a dopamine hit in a natural way. Cause yeah, a, yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And the the Wim Hof thing. Sometimes when you do it right, you get a little DMT hit. Yeah. yeah. So what are yeah. you hitting on the HRV sometimes? Um, it man, it's it. It mines up and down, and it's usually a predictor that something's coming on yes. that I'm not even aware of. So really, yeah. but my sleep scores are pretty good. I'm getting you know 80s and 90s most days in my sleep. For, you know, for my sleep score readiness score. Awesome. Um, when when my score's low, and it and even though I feel pretty good, it says take it easy today. I actually really listen to the you do it, yeah i, I, do I listen too, to yeah. it because yeah. guess what the next day i might be coming down with a sore throat and my body's picked it up my nervous system's picked up that that hrv isn't that incredible yeah. we live unreal. in an era now where this technology is so accessible most of the people listening to this are business people you measure data all the time and you need to start having data to help you in your personal life not just your professional life yep i reckon it's the best <laughs> investment i've ever made is the 300 bucks or whatever it cost to buy the o-ring anyone who's uh, everyone has to get one yeah absolutely. anyone who's a business owner who's pushing their body to their limits absolutely should be getting the health coaching from an o-ring yeah yep yep uh so where were we morning routine then so when i finish my wim hof my wim if everything else goes out the window i don't i i never let go of the wim hof i always do the wim hof breathing every day uh then i need to see the surf I need to look at the ocean. I need to see what the, the you know, the colour of the sky is, what the tide's doing. Uh, what so you go to the beach now? Yeah, so yeah. We, we live um, just uh, on a farm at Gerringong and we're only uh, uh, one kilometre away from the beach so I can either walk up to the top of my hill and check the surf or, or, or drive past and check it. But I've got to be connected with the ocean. I've got to see what tide it is today, what time is the wind going to change, is there a subtly change coming through? Yes. Uh, what phase the moon is in um, and then start planning ahead for where am I going to do my surf lessons today. But even without that, I still feel the need to be connected with the ocean no matter what. I've always had waterfront property and this 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 time my wife um, chose us a, a rural property where we've got a view of a dam so I can see the dam yes. and I can see which way the wind's blowing. Yes. And surfers have this beautiful relationship with nature by being aware of what phase the moon is in what's the tide doing every surfer can that's tell right, you yeah yeah i have some know. surfer friends that's all they talk yeah, about that's all they talk about. <laughs> it's beautiful yeah. yeah because and that and that connects us to to nature and connects us to um the universe bigger than our world bigger than our little um yes. uh, uh, nine you know um i was gonna say nine to five role at work or yeah 
you know, uh, or, or morning commute. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much my morning routine, mate. And then I don't wear sunglasses. I don't wear sunscreen. I let my my gut health has improved now, so I'm producing yep. my own um, melanin, which produces melatonin. So, so how gets do you me know that? Good, yeah, so I'm getting good sleep with, mel- you know, so my, yeah, but melanin uh, creates your skin pigmentation. So you, you're saying your sun exposure is... Yeah, yeah okay. so, yeah. And that makes a huge difference, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Mental health. I, my, my body craves sunlight. So in winter, I'm craving. I, I need to get away to Indonesia to get a good dose of good dose of the sun. So I'm pretty much shirtless and 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 hatless <coughs> and no sunnies, and I'm always in the sun. So in um, if if I feel that uh, that I'm that I'm you know starting to feel uh, a little bit um, like of a cold or a flu coming on. I've just got to go and lay outside in the sun and just soak it all up. So now you also do some intermittent fasting, don't you? Yeah, you, I used to be religious about it, so I probably did really high intensity intermittent fasting for five years, and I've just recently relaxed that, where I'm starting to have some protein early earlier in the day. I feel much better when I'm in keto. So I was okay. I was researching keto <laughs> back before it was you know well known and we had to you know get packages delivered from the states you know with with some keto juice and and you know i i do really really well on it but since um working with alessandra we 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 determined that my uh gut flora uh, biodiversity was pretty low from being in what we call chronic keto so she's actually got me eating some more um uh, carbs, <laughs> yeah, some carbs. <laughs> well, but even <laughs> but even things like lentils. She got she she got me onto a vegan diet for four months, which was like man, it was like changing religion for me. It was so hard. I didn't know what 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 existed beyond meat and and, and fats, you know. <laughs> and uh, but my my gut flora population, uh, like just about the biodiversity, like doubled or tripled. And uh, you know it was it was a really good exercise. We got we we did the testing beforehand and and then afterwards, and it was a real eye opener. Yeah. So now I cycle between some days I'll do a fasting day and I won't eat until say four o'clock, and I'll have one main meal, or I'll do two meals, or I just or I'll have uh, you know breakfast with the family and and have three. So just go. With I'm it, less yeah. OCD about it. Yeah, I used to be super hung up on. Yeah, so I think as I'm relaxing more into life. Yes. I, I don't have to self-quantify and diarise every detail. Yeah, because you can litter your, your day with uh, life hacks and after a while you realise, well, this isn't the right way to live. You need to also <laughs> go with the flow, you know, yeah. and uh, learn to enjoy. And with, with fasting as well, you know, uh, I know keto is a rage, but uh, a lot of people like um, uh, Mark Bunn uh, have rightly pointed out that it's not – everyone like fasting for 12 hours may be sufficient for some for others it's 16 hours for some it's 20 hours that depends on your genetic uh, makeup so it's important that you get genetically tested now on that point your work with alessandra edwards was that a game changer for you as well uh, i remember when we met at upgrade your life you said it had a huge impact yeah you know on on yourself yeah well she discovered my sleep nap- apnea so I, I had no idea that that was happening. Um, so, uh, how did she do that? 
Yeah, well, we got the, the, the EEG sleep test done where you stick the electrodes all over in a, you. And in a sleep clinic? No, a home study. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Does your aura ring pick that up, the sleep apnea? Uh, look, it's not – no, <coughs> it doesn't – I was having 50 apnea episodes per hour. So that's – so. Okay. I'm, my airway is blocked. Yeah. And then – So you stop breathing. Stop breathing for, yeah. a, you know – Whatever, short 50 period. times per... Yeah, so uh, one a minute almost. Yeah. This, this is something that uh, Jim Quick suffers from. I'm not sure whether you're aware of that. Huh, he okay. suffers a really bad sleep apnea and it's been a battle for him. And he uh, he religiously sticks to his um, routines, his uh, you know, daily rituals just to you know, live through that. And, yeah. and you were surprised when I say that and it's amazing how a lot of people think when they see incredible people like... Jim Quick, David Goggins, or whoever out there, yeah. and they they they've got this idea that they must have a perfect life. Yeah, and superstars. Yeah, and they nobody does. Everyone has adversity. Everyone yeah. has weaknesses, and we just um, we just got to deal with that in our own way by self awareness yeah. and by having daily rituals of showing up, rain, hail, or shine. Yeah. So for my sleep, since then I've made it. It's like my number one priority now. Is is. Uh, Full sun exposure all day with no sunglasses. I watch the sunset every night now and uh, watch the colours change. As soon as the sun's gone down, I'm wearing blue blockers and uh, try not to get sucked into looking at screens or the TV or at anything night, at yeah. night. Yep. Um, That's critical, isn't it? What you just said is absolutely critical. And I know Dr Jack Cruz talks about this a lot and he's been talking about it for a long time. Um and so it's it's really important for you guys to remember these key takeaways. You know, the being barefoot, getting that spectrum of light on your eyes in the morning, getting that spectrum of light in the late afternoon. We're talking about the first forty-five minutes and the last forty-five minutes because those spectrum of lights is different during yep. the day, and um, that's yep. what uh, controls your, um, your your energy levels. It controls your uh, your emotions. You know, a lot of the time I've prescribed light therapy for people with depression, and it dramatically improves their mood. Yep, yep, full, and the full spectrum UV during the day. Yep, and and no artificial light at night. That's absolutely critical. Limit it, yeah, yeah. Limit it. I, I if I was in charge of my house, I'd have the I'd have red lights all through the house, or have or have candles. Yeah, candles. But I've got to best. live with the family, so we have have <laughs> other lighting. But I just protect myself. Yeah. So you yep. wear the glasses when you say blue blockers. You can yep. buy them on TrueDark.com. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I just I've just got the ones from um, from uh, the dentist in Sydney, um, Ron. Um, uh, Elric, yeah, Elric, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've heard him somewhere, but yeah, he's got a little podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a wealth of knowledge, yeah. yeah. So I've just picked up a couple of pairs there, and um, yeah, they they do really well. You can also just turn if you have to use your phone at night. You can you can control your settings where you turn all of the blue and white light off, so your whole screen is red. Right, so there's you know iPhone has those settings. Yeah, I, there's a program called Iris. Yeah, and another one um, called Flux, is it? Yeah, yeah, that uh, that we use. Yeah, that's, that's just that's not like looking at a phone. It's the blue light's part of the problem, but it's also the content that's the other part of the problem. Is that especially social media? You're filling your mind with unnecessary noise that's going to um, ruminate in your mind while you're sleeping. So, 
Uh, I'll Can listen you to explain that a little bit more because I just love what you just said. Because uh, uh, social media can ruminate. Yeah. So I had a mind. I had a um I had a depression episode uh, 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 earlier in the year, and um, I, I I was absolutely flattened for two days, and um, uh, we've got a support group um, that we call uh, Fluoro Friday where we get together on a Friday morning to go for a swim down at the beach and it's just like-minded people that, have, that are battling through depression and if one of us is struggling, we'll reach out to each other and nurse That's each other through nice. it, right? Yep. And uh, so I was having this depression weekend and what triggered it was a negative comment that someone put on Facebook and my OCD brain just went into a loop. And I'm just strategizing. What should I respond with? I'm going to say this. No, I better delete that. So no, that's I'm going to ruminating. That's ruminating. 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 Like, a, like cattle ruminating Should have said this. Grass. Next time I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. But a negative comment. Uh, so maybe I was already uh, in a low energy level state and then this thing was a trigger and that just flattened me. And, yes. and it cost me two days of my life, you know, just on the lounge. Couldn't get up. And I just, I just needed someone to... Grab me by the by the shirt and dump me in the ocean just to bring me back to back, yes. back to life, you know. So after after I connected the dots there, I I now just guard my social media and nutritional intake as much as I do my food, and say, you know what, if this guy's a energy vampire, they're just blocked from my website. Yes, locked blocked. I just don't read their comments or I just delete them or whatever. And and why are we even so addicted to um, caring about what some random person on the, you know, who we're not even face-to-face with has to say anyway? How do we get drawn into that? It's fascinating. Well, it's a primal response because we lived in tribes mm. and when someone rejected us or um, uh, made us feel like... Um, we don't belong or they didn't like us. Yeah. It, it meant banishment from the tribe. So our body goes into yeah. that state, primal state. It's the limbic part of the brain. So our prefrontal cortex has to take over and save <laughs> the day and, and think our way. Yeah, out because of it, we yeah. thought we were going to die if we got excommunic- excommunicated from the tribe. That's right. So, yeah. But we're not going to die when <laughs> someone drops some random... You know, yeah. well, can on I you on, on Facebook. So, it, 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 yeah. but it's, but we've <laughs> got to protect our we've got to protect our mind from negative input, just as we do. You know, I'm not going to eat, uh, you know, junk food from a package that's full of you know chemicals that. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So why do it? Why, so why you know. why let the, the the social media equivalent. Um, enter our bodies at all. So, well, Doctor Guy Winch has a lot of uh, practical techniques in yep. his book. His first uh, or his second book, Emotional Hygiene: How to Practice Emotional yep. Hygiene, about how to neutralize ruminating. Now, yep. you're a wise 47 year old man who uh, was challenged by that. Could you imagine a teenage know, yep. girl who is devastated? by someone that uh, makes a negative comment about her. Yeah. Uh, and I say that with complete empathy because I have a daughter and uh, it's uh, it's a struggle and she shares with us the sort of um, goings-on on social media and how it devastates children. Yeah. Um, so these, it, it's time really that the schools start teaching 
students. I know they they must have like these workshops once a year or what have you, but it needs to be part of the curriculum how to boost their emotional intelligence, how to practice reframing, mm. how to avoid ruminating, uh, how to practice empathy, how to practice. Uh, these are so critical. I just can't believe they're not teaching these life lessons mm. every day. I don't mean, yeah. you know, once and, every three months. And having gone through a mental health uh, journey myself, I'm super aware of it and and I see it in other people and I just want to share with those around me that you need to have your A game on all the time to pr- protect your intake of negative uh, energy from social media, negative, um, you know, toxins from environmental factors, uh you know, food and nutrition, um, how you how you respond to, um, you know, uh, over-exercising or, or whatever. You've got to protect your body. Absolutely. Everything yeah. matters. And it's not, yeah. you know, it's not just um, here's your diet and everything else doesn't matter. It's Everything c- com- combines in your body to, to represent. Glad you said that. Yeah. yeah, represent how your energy levels are going to be tomorrow is, is what inputs you have today. Yeah, because you can you can eat well, you can exercise, and you can do all the physical things, but still suffer. Uh, you know, uh, poor mood, uh, poor cognitive performance, and you think, why, yeah. why? Yeah. People and ask there'll be a reason why? for it. Yeah, that's right. And they're not. They're, they're, a lot of people are dismissing what we take in through the five senses, what we see, what we hear. The you know. Yeah, and that's where I think meditation is the first game changer because then if you if you become aware of your environment then you actually start correlating, you know, I felt crap today because of this and that and that that happened yesterday or last night. Yes. And if you're not aware, you're just like, oh, you know, just uh, having a having a crappy day, but there's always a reason for it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you mentioned a few things there in your daily routine. One thing that we spoke offline that I want you to talk about, you mentioned tapping. Yeah, okay. Well, what is that? I, Tapping. I don't know anything. Massive game changer. <laughs> <laughs> for what? For Yeah, um, for me. Yeah. For emotions, for the mind, for the body? What yeah, okay. So I'd heard Dave Asprey talk about how you have to resolve your childhood traumas. And I would hear that and say, oh, I've got no childhood trauma. I had a good, good upbringing. And then I heard here um, on a podcast, uh, Ariana Huffington, you know, from the Huffington Post. Yeah. She said that... She resolved her childhood traumas through tapping. And it took me, you know, three or four people that I respected to to um, uh, lead me into tapping is, is absolutely uh, one of the modalities that's vital to get you to resolve childhood traumas. And it turns out that we've got a world-class uh, um, counsellor who's a tapping therapist in Gerringong and... Uh, I, I'd heard about her and I said, right, I want to I want to actually do better breath holds because, you know, um, since my near-drowning experiences, um, I can hold my breath for two or three minutes, no worries. On I could sit here in this seat and hold yeah. my breath. But if I go underwater, I'm limited to 45 seconds. So I went and saw her and said, can you do the tapping on me because maybe there's a, um, a trapped trauma from my near-drowning experiences and, and yes. I want to... I want to perform better in the surf, and she said, "Yeah, yeah." So we work through, we work through some exercises, and and so it's it's you just get your your fingers and you tap above your uh, between your eyebrows, and uh, you 
you, you, you speak to yourself as you're tapping these points yeah. and you say that even though I had a near-drowning experience, I'm okay. And then you tap like below your nose. Even though yeah. I felt like I was going to die that day, I'm alive and I'm okay. And then you just as you're hitting these, um, these nerves, you're actually telling yourself that I'm okay and there's nothing to worry about. So you're allowing your body to experience the sensation of a past event but you're now communicating to your nervous system that it's all okay. So we went we went through this with the with the breath holds and then we we worked on another one and cut a long story short what came out was I ended up on the floor crying thumping the fl- the floor with my fist going I effing hate my dad. I effing hate you dad. Yeah? yeah, and she's and she was guiding me through it, and she's saying, "I keep going. Where were you when you felt this pain?" Oh, my dad's kicking me. Mm. I'm four years old, and he's booting me. You know, Jeez. yeah. And she's going, "Yep, yeah, tell me more." And she like yes. worked me through it. Eh? I had to go through this childhood memory that had been suppressed my whole life, and it was my dad drunk and uh, whipping me with his belt. And was that a common uh, recurrence? Did that happen a lot or was it just once? Uh, I think my my memory was suppressed, so it probably was common. And I talked to my sisters and find out, yeah, it was yeah, dad dad would would uh yeah. you know, be uh, verbally abusive and, and when he'd, and he'd have his off days. Yeah. Well and anyone who knows an alcoholic, they're 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 hit and miss. Mm. So we worked through that and then um crazy thing then was I felt I felt this massive relief. Like afterwards I just felt just like, wow, I don't know where that came from, but it but it came out and now I just feel this like burden's been lifted. And then I got stuck in bed for a week with sciatica pain. And I t- told the therapist, she goes, Yeah, that's that's pretty common because when you have an energy shift, your body's been holding that tension your whole life. When it's released the energy somehow needs to lock something else down. So I had this sciatica pain down my right side and I, I had to cancel all my work uh, surfing lessons for that week. I couldn't get off the floor. Wow. Amazing, eh? <clears throat> but you had a, a major breakthrough then. Big, Yeah, big breakthrough. And then, yeah. I'd, I've, then I'd heard other people having similar sort of um, their bodies shut down after they've uh, yeah. let these traumas out. So then I, I went and talked to my sisters and said this amazing thing happened and did you know a bit this about dad and they're saying yeah you know yeah you were lucky that you only got four years of it my older sisters got you know more years of of uh, being exposed to this um, negative effects of alcoholism right so then i said right i've got to go and talk to dad about this and my sister was doing a um he's 92 years old and uh so my sister who's in media production she was she was uh, doing some video interviews of my dad as like end of life interviews and golden nuggets that you could pass on to us before you pass, sort of thing. You know? Yes, yes. And um, and uh, so what we found what we found out was that um, my my dad, who was an alcoholic until I was five, he he got saved by AA, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous at the time, and and uh, now he's an AA mentor. So he's been so for forty years he's been 
a mentor. Yeah, a, me- a mentor to Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, Can then you tell us a story about how he came uh, to be a mentor because he did have a moment, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Where he was at, yeah. uh, in conflict with his brother. That's right. Well, that, this is what came out of this um, this interview that my sister did where because Dad's 92 now, he's got nothing to lose, so he's just letting it all out now. He's held up he, – he's held on to the, the terrors that he's seen in World War II. He was in the Merchant Navy, right, with his brother. Uh, his brother's um, now passed and he's Doug Moran who's um, the founder of Moran Healthcare Group, all the nursing homes. So they served in the World War Two together. They yes. came home from that with trauma, turned to alcohol to self-medicate. And um, so instead of feeling um, this hatred to my dad, I actually got to hear what was going on in his life during that time and what, what caused him to try and self-medicate with alcohol. And then um, so my dad had a contract uh, with, with uh, my uncle to to do all the cleaning in his hospitals. And back back then, a few hundred grand was worth millions of dollars now yes. in, the, in the 70s, you know. And um, they had an argument and uh, took it to court and my dad was in the red mind state where he was just super high cortisol, couldn't think uh, beyond, I've got to fix this, I've got to do something and I'm going to kill him. So he bought a handgun and was about to drive to Vaucluse to his house to kill him. And he stopped off near... Um, Ramsgate and and saw a sign that said Alcoholics Anonymous meeting tonight and he said God if you exist you've got 20 minutes before I go and shoot Doug and the the AA mentors uh, took care of him calmed him down they were trained they knew how to deal with someone in this red mind state that can't see an end in sight other than through violence and uh, they threw the gun into the Cooks River and and so when I, I went, when I, I I talked to my dad about this um, this um, suppressed memory that I had. Yes, I was I was expecting. I'm so sorry, son. You know, give me a hug, and I'm really sorry. He just goes, "Let me tell you what was going on in my life. I had six children to feed. I was about to lose the house. The car was about to be repossessed because I couldn't pay bills, and." You know, and then this incident with he had his back against the wall and didn't know how to get out of it. Yes. So the 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 big lesson there for me is that you just don't know anybody's backstory, right? But if you actually put your mind into a state of empathy, either through the meditation or gardening or jogging or being in the ocean, what we call blue mind state. Yes. You actually you create the neural pathways in your own brain which allow you to look outside your own skin and be observant of other people and then you can actually create empathy to other humans. You can be empathetic to sea creatures, empathetic to people who are on different uh, political persuasions. And um, so... And even people who... uh Hate on you on social media. Yeah, that's right. You can let it. You can let it brush off without feeling like you've been kicked out of the tribe. Yeah, because you so, think, well, what's going on in their life? Maybe that's they right. Are going Maybe and yeah. the guy who cuts you off in the, in the traffic or jumps in front of you, you can think, well, you know what? 
I hope everything's okay in your family, man. If you've got somewhere really urgent to be, you know, maybe he's on his way to a hospital, you know. I hope I hope everything's okay, brother. That's the blue That's mind beautiful. state. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful state. Whereas yeah. I used to be in the red mind state, you know, and I'd yeah. learned that from my dad. So with uh, with my dad being, um, uh, you know, having gone through that, all the dots joined for me. Yes. Why was I in high fight or flight mode as, as a kid and then as a uh, teenager and then in my 20s? Why did I have to prove myself in business? Because I was I, like feeling like I was going to be excommunicated from the tribe unless I, uh, you know, yes. um, pulled yes. off big property deals or got on the front page of surfing magazines or some other, you know, egotistical important thing to do to prove myself to my yeah. to my dad or to, to my, my friends. And... Uh, then we had a beautiful family moment where we actually got to hear from my dad that this is what was happening in my life at the time and then we got to embrace that and say, you know what, Dad, we understand. We had no idea what you were going through. And the beautiful thing there is is we've got a foster child who's now two and a half that we're looking to adopt and we're in the process and we've had him since um, um, five days old, got him... Picked him up out of hospital, and when my wife got interested in foster caring, my initial reaction was red mind reaction. Like, why should I take care of some other, you know, bastards, you know, son? Oh, he, if he, he needs to get his shit together and 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 just look after his children, like I've looked after my three yes. three kids. And no, uh, my wife, you know, no, but not everyone's in that situation, and it's never the kid's fault. So we can't. We can't blame the child for being in that circumstance. All we can do is have empathy and bring them into a loving home. And he's thriving. Yes. And um, But it's through your experience. Yeah, through our experience. And here's the wild thing. After I did the tapping and then reconciled everything with my dad was yes. had he committed that crime, he would have just been charged straight to jail. My mum would have lost the house. She would have had... She, she would have been responsible for raising six kids and guess what? I would have been the foster child. I would have been fostered out. Yeah, had no idea. So we can't control what happens in life but what we can control is how we – what lens we look at. Yeah, look at we, yeah. We, we, we can control our, our awareness if we train it. Yes. And it takes training to increase that awareness, to, to look, at, look at a situation through someone else's – lens someone else's uh, perspective Absolutely. and if you're listening to this even if you are in business and you're um, you know you're tasked with uh, designing processes systems software customer journeys it takes real empathy to uh, to be able to do that you need to step into um, you know your customers shoes your your staffs your partner whatever it is that you want to design in your life uh, empathy is a key ingredient and to have empathy, like Rusty said, you need to have awareness. And to have awareness, the, the thing that trains that muscle, that awareness muscle, is meditation. Uh, and we don't mean just meditation, uh, you know, when you're sitting in a cross-legged position. When you're in your ice bath, Rusty, you described a meditative state yeah. when you're on the ocean. Yeah, the ocean provides forced meditation. Yeah. So that's meditation for dummies. Meditation for someone that's so chronically highly strung, it forces you to relax because you have to wait for waves. 
Is that why you and started Jerringong Surf School? Is it to to to, to bring people to that uh, to that modality? No, I didn't. I I not intentionally, but that's how it's turned out. Yeah, because you have a huge following <laughs> down yeah. there in Jerringong. <laughs> yeah, and um, no, I, I I thought I've got to get out of property. I I want to be in an environment where I, I'm spending my life outdoors, my days in the sun, because that's good for my own mental health. So I, I did it for my own mental health recovery, that yes. this gives me energy and this gives me a positive mood and releases the right uh, neurochemicals and endorphins by being outside. And I love teaching people. And then it turned out that I was teaching uh, kids with autism and, and the parents are jumping out of their skin showing me doctor's reports of how their autism scores are improving after doing wow. after doing two two um, terms yes. of after school lessons with uh, surfing and and some of those kids we don't even start them on a surfboard we just start them uh, getting a, a wetsuit on is a major achievement because of the sensory input of having the wetsuit against their skin it's it doesn't you know it doesn't yes. fit well with them and then having their face underwater for the very first time is amazing and then wow. eventually when they become comfortable, they'd, they'd, they'd ride a few waves. And we just, yeah, it's so good. And then... It lights you up, by the way. Yeah, it lights there. me up, yeah. <laughs> and, and, my, yeah. and my coaches that work for me and the parents. And there's just a big love fest. It's beautiful. Do you do corporate uh, uh, surf programs? Because you should. If, yeah, if yeah. You're, you're yeah, we have done a few. Yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a, um, uh, a, a, a wellness cafe called The Well at Bondi, right? Yes. And they have a gym there. They, they do... Um, and um, the the owner of that uh, cafe restaurant slash gym uh, lives down near me, and he brings groups down, and I get to teach these um, uh, yoga instructors. Yes, yeah, and they're, they're that's so cool. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're a good. Um, anyone who does Pilates or yoga is going to find it very easy on a surfboard. It's great. Yes, yeah. And what about um, the corporate people who are sitting all day? Yeah, look. Do you, do you guys have stuff on on weekends, Saturdays or Sundays? I'd like to bring my yeah, <laughs> leadership sure. team down for a it, it, it's it's sesh. yeah it's it's unreal. And we've got we've we we have, can we can teach anyone to surf. Yeah. yeah. So I've had. Um, so we're not talking big waves here or anything no, dangerous. Tiny tiny little waves. So yeah. Um, after we after we realised the health benefits to the kids with autism, we started looking for other people that we could bless with surfing. So we started doing a um, – we do an annual event for refugees who have just a, um, um, arrived in Australia and, 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 and want to feel some love. So we, uh, we had Syrian uh, refugees here this, this year, uh, also some uh, Burmese who have never been in the ocean, never – so we, there was there was wow, that's there was, beautiful. I did not know that. Yeah. So we yeah. we have these um, Syrians that are uh, like these teenagers are, are big, burly, strong weightlifters. Yes. But have no you know ocean awareness or balance, and we have to teach them. Okay, when the wave comes, you, you know, what do you do? You know, yeah. dive under the wave, and then standing on the surfboard, and that's oh, they so cool. love it. They love it's unreal. Yeah. It's the, and and. <laughs> And then that led us to then uh, start teaching surfing for anyone who's going through mental health issues. And I'd see some of my clients there that uh, it changed their life so much that they quit their jobs and, and moved closer to the coast. Or, or Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, that is just incredible. because it brought them back to life after yeah. after going through uh, a decade of depression. Yep, oh, that's amazing stuff. Yep. I did not know a lot of this stuff about you, Russ. Yeah, this man. Oh, I've got a lot of stuff going on, and then yeah. and then now what we're doing is we're we've been doing um, surf therapy for military veterans, right? And um, suffering from t- PTSD. PTSD yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So my partner there, Glenn Colomitz, he's the former CEO of. RSL New South Wales, and he, um, I got him on a surfboard, and him and a couple of mates, and he found it so liberating to have his brain switch off from this uh, ruminating of, of of trauma in combat yes. uh, combat zone. Um, that he said, "You've got to share this. We've got we've got so many of my brothers." Uh, that and sisters that need to, to to come and experience this. So then we started doing. We do a once a month um, uh, veterans surf therapy day down at Seven Mile Beach, and we've got an application in. We met with the minister of the Department of Veterans Affairs last yeah. month, and we've got an application in for a grant to perform a study, a pilot study, which will be the first in Australia to show that the surf therapy benefits can re- rewire the brain for uh, former soldiers that are suffering depression and PTSD. Now, this has been studied in the States to some extent and we want to take it to the next level and actually have uh, neuroscientists actually mapping the brain before and after, maybe with some EEG or some spec scans or something to show that the neuroplasticity in the brain can can, um, be be, um, assisted with being in the ocean and, and learning a new sport and yes. and having that social element of having other people that are going through like uh, you know uh, 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 you know like minded um, um, uh, fellow soldiers, to that would be an incredible to, experiment actually. Yeah. To, so so neuroplasticity plasticity for those of you listening is the formation of new neuro connections yep. in the brain um, and. Um, its other cousin is neurogenesis, which is an, a new brain cells. And there are certain activities that actually boost neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. And uh, uh, and it's a, it's a great um, antidote to um, dementia and Alzheimer's yeah. and growing older. Yeah. yeah, so it's not just learning a new, l- learning a new um, skill, but it's also being in, absorbed in nature and seeing that the universe is bigger than the issues happening inside my body, inside my brain, and actually that creates the awareness of that we are a small part in an ecosystem that's really gigantic. And so that actually stimulates our, our neurons that trigger empathy. Oh, wow, that's yeah. beautiful. That's yeah. a... Uh, Nice, nice, uh, beautiful comment. I had a visual then that gave me goosebumps, <laughs> what you just said. And it's a really nice way to finish. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, uh, Rusty, before we uh, um, we start contemplating our morning rituals and how close we live to the ocean? Because I'm dying to get down there. I know we spoke in January and um, uh, I never quite made it down to Jerengong. Uh, to have a surf lesson, I I really want to <laughs> because I find the ocean absolutely cleansing. It sort of cleanses your aura, and we get these imprints on our on our aura. You know, I 
you know, 10 years ago, I would never say this stuff, right? But now yeah. all of science is, can measure aura and everything. These imprints are caused by electromagnetic frequencies and, you know, um, 5G, Bluetooth and stress. And the ocean actually completely purifies our bodies, yep. doesn't it, from uh, all these imprints. Yep. Pharmaceutical companies would have you believe that our body is made up of chemicals, but we are electrical beings. We are chemical, and we are hard matter. You know. Yes. So we are we are not purely um, we we're not purely just chemical reactions. We 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 have to be in light. You know, sunlight affects everything. Yes. Uh, our our electrical stimulation affects everything. Yes. What we're exposed to, and being in the ocean does something that charges our cells in our body and and uh, brings about comfort and peace. Maybe it's because in the womb we felt peace uh, and we heard the rhythm of our mother's breathing in and out. And when we are down at the beach, we hear the waves coming in and out, which, which replicates that breathing. Oh, yes, yes. So there's actual neuroscience that's, that's investigated this now. There's a there's a book that I love by uh, an author named Wallace J Nichols in the States, who's uh, who's written the book Blue Mind: The Surprising Science That Shows How Being Near, In, On, or Under the Water Can Make You Happier, Healthier, More Connected, and Better at What You Do. So I think anyone who's um, in a position of uh, a, a employment or a, in a managerial position, uh, I. Uh, my suggestion now would, would be to get yourself into a blue mind state and give that to your staff, give that to your team. Give yes. them time to regenerate their own uh, neurochemistry by by being in the in or near the water. And my challenge to everyone who's listening is a 2020 challenge. So for 20 minutes, for the next 20 days... I love a challenge, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get yourself into some sort of water. 20, then, 20. So for 20 days... Yep, just for 20 minutes. 20 minutes per day for 20 yep. days. If you live near the coast, just dive into the ocean. And what should uh, people if expect after those 20 you'll days? F- you'll find that your empathy is increased, you'll find that your your limbic system's calm down and that you're more um, alert, but you're also less edgy. So you're moving your brain out of red mind state, which is high cortisol, uh, fight or flight, into a calm space where you can actually do your work better and uh, you can be more aware of what others, um, other perspectives and therefore be a better manager and better, a better husband or wife. Yeah, That's awesome. And That's really, really good. So, so the, yep. the, the challenge is, is get yourself in front of some water, on some water, even having water at your at your feet walking along the beach, okay? And if you haven't got access to, to the ocean, then hop in a, a, an ice bath or hop in a pool or hop in a, a, a creek or even just take a cold shower or take part of a cold shower. Yeah, we're blessed with so many beaches in Australia and it's not yeah, we're, we're never too far. We're not too far from the coast, no, Even yeah. if it's a river. Um, yep. Or even just dip your feet into a, um, a pool... But give it a few moments for it to absorb, yeah. 
So that's a beautiful mission that you yeah. have and you've uh, shared some things that have really surprised me about you and I, I really love what you're doing down there in Jerangong School. And I hope it inspires a lot of people uh, listening. Uh, if, you know, if you don't like how you're currently living, uh, you know, turn your back on materialism and do exactly what Rusty did. And um, it takes courage, but you, your whole life is, uh, will open up. And sometimes you don't realise that, um, you know, we get so caught up in the script and the, uh, in the actual movie that we don't realise that we're the actual producer and director and we need to step out of that and witness our lives and say, well, am I really happy and am I doing what I really want to be doing? And um, Rusty's life really is, uh, is an incredible story of how one man's courage uh, brought him back to his love of the ocean. And uh, on, that, on that note, Rusty, what sort of impact do you want to leave on this world? Uh, yeah, if, you were, if you were your father and, and you were at the age of 92 and I put mm. a camera in front of you right now, what things would you say? That I'm super proud that I've been able to convince the Australian government to prescribe surfing as medication soldiers or for anybody that's our mission so in the next 10 to 20 years we want to have doctors writing prescriptions for for ocean therapy so instead of a a doctor i love that because there's no pills here instead of a doctor writing a prescription for ritalin as if we've got a ritalin deficiency syndrome the, the 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 gps that i'm talking to want to start writing prescriptions you need to go and do six surfing lessons out in the sun in the middle of the day See, yeah. I love this. And, this and it's funded by government. So that, that, that will be my proudest achievement when I'm 92. That's a to say that vision. we changed the, the, the way that uh, our, our, our medical system views uh, non-pharmacological uh, yes. therapies. And even non, um, non-natural too, because there's a lot of natural wellness therapies like uh, the, the, the vitamin supplement uh, world as well is uh, is become as uh, as evil as big pharma hasn't it really because the simple things like like you mentioned you know the sun the surf uh, going barefoot have yep. a much bigger impact uh, I uh, I allocated to get myself out of that 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 depression state I I allocated a lot of money each year I think my budget was like ten grand a year to get out of that to get out of that state and I spent a lot of money on supplements and so forth but now my my belief now is that the 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 best medications you can take are actually free watch the sunrise watch the sunset be in nature be in um you know a landscape of of uh, surrounded by bush go camping turn your phones off go into the ocean and look up at the stars <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Rusty, it's <that's> free, isn't it? <laughs> it's beautiful. Rusty, thank you so much uh, for your wisdom and for downloading that information. You've got me thinking about a lot of things. And I wish you well on that uh, incredible vision that you have. And anything we can do uh, in our community, if there is anyone listening who has connections with the government that can get Rusty a meeting with anyone, please uh, reach no, out. No, to what us. I'm after is I'm after any anyone who's interested in mental health uh, using the ocean and anyone particularly who's a neuroscientist or a researcher or working in a lab at a university and looking at um, neurological pathways 
and um, of how the brain can restructure it itself with a novel therapy. So I'm looking for researchers. Awesome. Yeah, I've got a few PhDs um, guys lined up in the States, but I'd love to keep the research in Australia. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's good, man. I wish you all the best on that. Get in touch. Yeah. with uh, Just look me up on Facebook, Jerringong Surf School, or Instagram, Jerringong Surf School. Awesome. I was just about to ask yeah. that question. Or, or Facebook, Rusty Moran. Everything you said uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's a lot of um, wisdom that we can take away from that, and I really thank you very much for spending the last 90 minutes with me. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Now, if you want to stay up to date with all things a higher branch and with the latest information from our incredible faculty of members and contributors, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you'd like to watch things, then head on over to our YouTube channel by the same name, a higher branch, and subscribe to that also. And if you want to go onto our mail list where you will receive even more special premieres and some really special offerings, head on over to ahigherbranch.com and sign up to our mail list where you will receive a free copy of my ebook Guide to Greatness but you will also be on the mail list to be the first to receive a copy of my next book The Circle of Conscious Living which is due out later this year anyway thank you again for listening and I hope to be with you next time